What's up, everybody? This is BC. Welcome back to another episode of Supreme Being. Shout out to everybody who's been supporting the platform. Shout out to Team BC, Modern Success. Also, um, you guys know I'm 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 hiring not just for my team, but I'm also hiring people. Doesn't require a real estate license. I'm hiring just straight up salespeople. Who do you know who's talented at sales that I should hire? Send them my way. Reach out to me. Email me. I'll shoot you a webinar with more information. And if you're interested from there, we can move forward to an interview. I'm looking to get 10 people total. I've only hired one. I got nine more to go. Let me know. All right. BrianCasella.com for all your other needs. I want to talk about sales today. Okay. I've, I've talked about sales for pretty much my whole career now on YouTube and social media and podcasts, right? It's been about 10 years now, which is awesome. The podcast, probably at least three or four of those. And I wanted to build on some things and you know i'm not the one to repeat the same garbage over and over i don't like doing it for the sake of views um so if i'm gonna revisit something i will give you a different angle or an improvement upon the original thing right so i wanted to talk strictly about sales and give you guys a few tips and things that i feel from my observation still need to be improved in people so we know the old adage and saying you need to stand by slash believe in the product that you sell or service, right? Which I wholeheartedly agree with. I would never recommend somebody sell something they don't believe in, um, they don't stand behind, they don't use themselves, et cetera, et cetera, right? However, we can take that to another level, okay? We can take that to another level. And I think it's a, a two-way street, right? I could make this two separate points, but I'm gonna kind of jam them together, but I wanna elaborate on them. One of these two is, you have to have a different level of enthusiasm and fire towards that product or service too, which we'll discuss, but also a deeper level understanding, not just more so than the customer, but your competition and other salespeople. Let me explore these points and I'm gonna start with the second one first, which is a deeper understanding, all right? It's one thing to stand behind and believe your product or service. It's another thing to know it so deeply and well and its history and all the intricacies that now you're a force to be reckoned with, right? So this is what led me as an example to me getting into real estate to really not only know the ins and outs of real estate, but study the history too. Like a lot of people don't know real estate goes back eons, you know, uh, less than, I don't know, 40, 50 years ago, the average commission here in the United States was 7%. That was a standard commission. It wasn't six, it was seven, right? Also fact, a lot of people didn't know back in the day. And then this will, for those of you who keep getting a certain pesky objection, you should learn this one, right? Back in the day, right? Let's say I was a, a homeowner, right? And I wanted to sell my home. This is pre-internet, pre-everything, right? At least 25, 30 years ago. What I had to do was I had to locate a particular brokerage, right? An agent, obviously, but I had to look for a brokerage in my area because back then, unlike now, the company, the brokerage that I gave my listing to, only that company and its agents could sell my listing. Okay. It wasn't too long ago that that was a thing. Again, most consumers, virtual album don't know that. And virtually every agent doesn't know that history. So that gives me a competitive advantage. Well, people are going to say, well, how so? Well, whether you're an agent or not listening to this, a common belief by the public is, oh, I need a local agent. I need somebody who lives in my neighborhood, has an office in my neighborhood, and is a local expert, right? Which again, from their perspective, I can understand because again, by their logic, that makes sense. Now we know as an agent that has nothing to do with anything at all, especially nowadays, but I have an understanding, right? 
So the agent who believes in their product or service believes in themselves, talks to you know a customer who brings up that objection, right? They're going to answer it a certain way. They're going to handle the objection. I'm going to absolutely demolish that objection. And not from an egotistical standpoint, but from an educational standpoint. Because when I hear, are you a local agent? Where's your office? You know, I'm looking for a local superstar or the local expert. I say something like, you know what, Mr. Client or Mr. Potential Customer? By the way, do you know where that uh, belief came from that we need the local agent? Like, do you know where that uh, custom came from? Do you know when that started? Now, no one's going to say, I don't care. They're going to say, no, I have no idea. And now I can educate them a little bit. And I'll tell them, well, back in the day, you had no choice, meaning you had to pick a local company that was big because only that company and its agents could sell your home. Pretty interesting, right? Now, isn't it funny that to this day, that mentality has still stuck? End of quote, if I wanted to use a quick one, right? Because think about it. What is the consumer nowadays? Again, listening, if you're in real estate or if you're a consumer who thinks real estate, right? This is right along your line of thinking. People normally want a bigger name brand because it has more agents, right? And a local one. So there you go. I learned one historical timepiece and I applied it. Now, knowing that fact, I didn't study that to handle that objection that I would get. The fact that I actually did my due diligence and went deeper gave me access to information that very few people knew that gave me a competitive advantage. Not even just that. Internally, it gave me even more confidence and certainty in what I did. So again, this is 2022 in June. Okay. I've talked about that point before, right? If you're a part of like my coaching and products, I talked about this like eight, nine, 10 years ago, but maybe like starting a year or two ago on my free platforms, I started talking about this a little bit, like this specific point, right? Because I think that's a fantastic uh, piece of information to know. But the point is you need to be more in-depth at understanding your service or product and take it to a level basically that other people aren't willing to. That's what makes you irreplaceable. That's why I can stand and speak and move with the confidence that I move at because that's one piece of what I do in that industry and in every other part of my life to be able to say I'm different. I take this seriously. I commit myself at a different level than other people. That makes you that much more effective at sales. Now, how about the enthusiasm? Right? I walk around with a smile. There's a certain chispa, right? Spark to me and what I do. That's inevitable. So much so that, again, you guys have seen it over the years. I get accused of being on drugs or something must be wrong with me. No, that just means to the average person, I'm so in quotes, high strung to them or energetic that that can't be caused or manifested without external intervention, meaning drugs or something, drinks, smoking, right? I don't know, whatever they say. And that's okay with me. But that's just my, we can say like bottled enthusiasm for life, but in particular for some of these subjects that I teach, but especially sales. I geek out on sales. I love it, man. It's communication. It's psychology, right? You have the mindset behind it. You're understanding. You have the techniques. It's really cool. It led me to getting certified and mastering like neuro-linguistic programming, hypnosis, and all that fun stuff. It's super cool. I love it. But you can't deny whether you watch my videos, you come to my events, you know, you're one of my coaching members or team members, there is a level of enthusiasm that I have that probably few people share on this planet when it comes to speaking, communicating, living, and just being.
if I'm going to put that in the con context of sales, that's what you want. That's what's going to keep your customer or your potential customer engage with you or like, man, there's something different about this person. I want to keep them around. I want to keep listening to them. Or when the time comes to use their product or service, I'm probably going to use it because it looks like I would enjoy my time with that person. Because think about it. If you have a product or service that you sell that maybe isn't just like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, 10 second phone call, you close, right? Maybe it's a higher ticket item, a service, a more expensive product that now you're going to provide an experience or there's a transaction period, you know, they're going to spend time with you. They're going to get to know you. So who are they spending time with? Who are they getting to know? Is that going to be a pleasurable experience? Right? Because that's the, the, that's the next step that I want to discuss here. <clears throat> Sales calls with me, events, whatever it is, the whole process is an experience. I want to create an experience for people. To where they feel incredible being around me and listening to me. They don't feel like they're being sold. They feel like they're being helped, given exactly what they want and how they want it in the way that they want it, as if it's perfectly catered to them, as if it was written in the stars that we were supposed to, you know, meet and get together and talk and then do this deal and, you know, start the next chapter of their life, right? Whatever it is that you, you know, sell, product or service, fill in the blank there with that story to make it sound cool. But are you providing an experience to people? That's something that I'm really doubling down on for coaching members, clients, uh, my team, because that's something I want to step up with me is that. Is the experience. I know linguistically from a communication standpoint, I got that on lock. But how can we enhance the rest of it? Because it's more than just the communication aspect, right? Because sales has a lot more to do than just the call or the interaction. It's the emails. It's the follow-up. It's the meetings. It's what happens after, right? All that stuff. When something goes wrong, how do you respond? How do you handle it, right? All that stuff builds to the experience. And a lot of times, the best experience is built with those clients where it is a little rocky. Let's say some stuff outside of your control happens. Or maybe a mistake that you made. What did you do next? How did you handle it? What was that experience like for them? Did you own up to it and tell them right away and then handle it? Or did you avoid them and do what most people do, right? Because then that sours the experience. If you make an honest mistake, own up to it, fix it, they're going to be like, wow, this person's a man of their word. He made a mistake, owned it, and actually, hey, he fixed it and all was good. I can respect that. No one's perfect. That's an experience in itself. I, I've gotten, as, a, as an agent, as a real estate agent, right? I've gotten better reviews from people where we had rocky transactions. And vast majority of those were not my direct error. It was someone else's error, you know, something out of our control, right? Et cetera, et cetera. A death, right? Unfortunate death, something like that, right? I've gotten better reviews from those people than the people where everything went perfect. And I literally bent over backwards and went above and beyond. And those are the people that give me four out of five stars, you know, and I'm sitting there like, what? But then the people where I'm like, oh, that review is going to be horrible, not because of what I did, but because of the, you know, the transaction, they give me a gleaming five-star review. And I'm so appreciative, but I'm like, dang, right? Kind of counterintuitive to what you would think, right? So what? level of and what type of or if at all experience are you providing this is crucial even if you're a beginning level salesperson 
You have to keep this in mind. You may still be, you know, uh, juggling some of the beginning inner workings of, of sales, learning your scripts and getting a basic grasp on communication. That's fine. But this needs to be somewhere on your board for the future because this is key, absolutely key to take your sales game internally, meaning your mindset, but also in your execution and your technical aspect externally to that next level for sure. Okay, for sure. Number three, right? So we had the first two jammed into one point. We have the second one, which is experience. Now, number three, this is what I want to discuss, okay? You need to take a very close, hard look. In particular, the ones who are entrepreneurs, right? Maybe you're not selling for somebody else. This applies to them too, to a varying degree, but more so to like the entrepreneurs or people where, you know, you've created your product and you pitch it or you have salespeople pitching it and you're the one creating the valuation for your product or service, okay? couple things here. Number one is you need to first not sell yourself short to where you're coming from a point of desperation, but you also need to, you know, find that middle ground where you're giving an accurate valuation on the package that you have to offer. Okay. You need, you need to be very particular about that, right? Because somewhere in that you need to take into account how it's being perceived and how that potential customer initially right? At first sight or first thought or first presentation, what's going to be their initial perceived value after you educate them or they would jump on a call or watch a video, how much would it go up or would it stay the same, right? What does that look like? That needs to be a focus of you, right? From the customer side, but also from your own workings. Now, I've also fallen uh, prey, not so much to overvaluing my products, but undervaluing them. That's why the last couple of years, you've really seen me jack up my prices to, you know, $1,000 packages, 2,000, 3,000, 10,000, right? I have like a, so just to give everybody a quick synopsis, I'm relaunching everything. I'm going to offer a new agent starter pack for a thousand, right? I'm doing uh, the vault access to all my products for 2,000, the tier one distinguished agent coaching for 3,000 and then limitless, which is going to be 10,000, which is my tier two coaching, right? Those are going to be my packages now. No, nothing for 50, 40, 100, no. And it's going to keep going up because as I continue to produce more, get better, learn and grow, of course, as my value and teachings and amount that I'm giving and results keeps going up, my prices are going to go up as it should, right? But I didn't come out of the gate as a nobody with no experience. Remember, I have virtually 10 years of experience behind me in all these fields that I teach, almost 10 years and I'm barely about to be 36, okay? So I'm not some... 60 year old with 10 years, I'm in my mid thirties with already 10 years of experience in the professional business world, entrepreneurial and sales, right? So you have to keep that in mind. I didn't come out of the gate teaching. I just shared with people what I was doing for the first two or three years, right? I was smart about it. When I released my first product or first tutorial or coaching, it was 50 bucks, hundred bucks. It wasn't crazy because I knew my position and I said, Hey, you know, the public's going to look Hey, this is his first product. He's new. He's only been in the game two or three years. Of course, the trust gap is going to be a little bit bigger. So you have to keep that in mind unless you're somebody who's inventing somebody, uh, something new, new software, right? New product, new service that's unheard of. Okay, then in the marketplace, that might have a valuation of a million, 10 million. I don't know, right? That's a separate discussion. But for most people dealing in the commodity stuff, you know, online products and coaching and this and that, unless you're in a very niche area where you're the only person that can teach it, 
right? There's other people around you and you need to make a clear, fair and honest assessment of where you're at while at the same time making sure that you're not undervaluing yourself, right? And that's totally normal. Now, that can take a while for people to decide. That's totally cool. And that's not a problem. But you have to take a cold, hard look at that and really analyze that properly. You really do. Because that's extremely important, right? It's going to make your, your, your sales side easier, right? When you actually have interactions with customers, it's going to make your acquisition of employees and bringing talent on going to be a little bit better, right? It's going to make your mission statement and everything about your company and your product or service more clear. It's going to make your pitches easier. It's just really going to facilitate life that much for you, right? Which is what you want. At the end of the day, right? Especially in the sales process, whether it's internal with your organization or, you know, dealing with the customer directly, right? Or through marketing, you want everything to be smooth. You don't want anything to feel labored and you want everything to be short, swift, and powerful right? Ideally, that's what you want because we never want to stir up negative emotions in the customer unless specifically that's the point of like your marketing campaign because you want to hit them, you know, in the gut and get them to respond a certain way, right? That would be a marketing tactic. So, you know, in summation, we're at almost 20 minutes here. Those are some of the things I wanted to cover. I probably for this one on the podcast, will turn it into a series because, you know, this is a very popular topic and sales is something I love and I can talk about all day. And I know probably a good chunk of people follow me almost exclusively for that type of content. So, you know, take a look at this stuff, right? Do you need to bump up your enthusiasm a little bit? Do you need to do a little bit more due diligence and learn your craft that much more to have a competitive advantage and feel even more confident, right? Do you need to work on the customer experience and sales experience, which is a huge piece of it, right? Do you need to really nail down your prices, your packages, how you package it up? Because what I referred to in that last point, is not just the price that you, that you set. It's, how do you package it? How is it going to look? What are the contents going to be of that product or service, right? Onboarding process, right? If you're offering like a course or coaching or whatever it is, right? You need to look at all these intricate details and really narrow it down and say, all right, I need to be super razor sharp with this and very specific and make sure that everything from A to Z is done. My I's are dotted and my T's are crossed because now in execution, the results are going to be that much better and everything will be smoother and you'll get better results, which is ultimately what you want. Okay. So that's it for this one, guys. I appreciate you tuning in. All the people that are currently in my one deal away boot camp. shout out to you guys. Uh, we have calls every day this week from 12 to one. Keep a lookout for some of the announcements I have coming on. I will be doing an event with a guest, my buddy Pablo coming in from Mexico, July 1st and 2nd, which is going to be online, but also a live event here in person in Miami. If you want to find out more about that, you can reach out to me on social media. Um, I'm doing my mastermind with my team next week, so I may miss an episode or two of the podcast, just giving you guys a heads up, but keep a lookout for the new revamp I have launching soon. I have a couple projects that are coming out. The Brian Casella new revamp of all that will be coming out soon. I'm doing something with EXP. We just recently partnered with EXP Realty uh, Spain, and we're doing webinars and helping them grow um, in Spain and also Central and South America, which is cool. So we're doing Spanish webinars and that kind of stuff. So I'm really excited about all that stuff. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and all the other platforms. All right. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace.